Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Mamika Cooney, who is the leading faith-based mindset metacog mentor and personal trainer for your mind, empowering high achievers to unstick their mind, develop emotional resili- resiliency and grit, and unlock peak performance. Mamika, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Timothy. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And we're excited to hear a little bit more about you and your dreams and goals. So on that note, let's jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to be here. As you can tell, I have a bit of an accent. I'm originally from South Africa, but I've been living in the USA in North Carolina for 15 years now. My husband and I got on here. Everyone says, how'd you get here? I'm like, on an airplane clearly but the vehicle was in order to bring our businesses across here we've had an internet business uh i'm dating myself way back in the 90s so when the internet first came out in south africa we were like one of the first companies to get start doing web design back in the days of front page and html coding and i'm I'm really going way back and um we developed it and moved to england and then along the years we eventually got ourselves here to the usa now, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16, and I've had about four different types of businesses. But what I do today has brought me here, and it's been a 25-year journey, because as you learn, you grow, and then you help and teach others, right? And I have transitioned into um, mindset coaching. I have done business coaching throughout because of my business background. But um, I'm really excited to be able to help people who feel like, especially those who have these big dreams and goals, like we're talking about dreams today. You know, I have this goal and I have this dream, but I'm not quite sure how to put the pieces in and I kind of feel stuck. So one of my signature programs is called Unstick Your Mind, because I truly believe that everything starts with our thoughts and we can achieve anything we put our mind to. So and you asked me, like, what do I do for fun? So as a child, I was a classically trained ballet dancer. But at the age of 31, I thought, why not challenge myself? And I took up figure skating. Now, I had never skated before in my life. Okay. It was a little ugly to start with. But my, my kids are like, seriously, mom, you want to wear a leotard on the ice? Do I have to come watch you? I'm like, no, you don't. But I'm fine. Okay. Um, and it's been a fun journey. I mean, it's been over 10 years now. I've been working with a coach and I am proof that you can teach an old dog new tricks. You just have to, you know, have the mindset and to practice and practice and practice. And you have to be willing to fail because believe me, I fall and I get up again and I fall again and I've had bruises and I've hurt my ribs and I've had scratches and I've had bleeding and uh, yeah. So, but if, if it's a dream you want to pursue, you've got to be willing and prepared to put in, roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. But that's what's exi- so exciting about life, right? Is the opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Tell us a bit more about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day. 
Yeah, well, as you know, I love to talk, as you can tell, and uh, I love connecting with people and I love networking. And uh, we mentioned before the recording, I've been a podcaster since 2013. And I actually started in TV, like back in South Africa when I was trained. My first job was actually in TV production. And I was a TV broadcaster for a few years. And then I got into the production side and into photography and the creative side. So for me, I've always been about creating something out of nothing. And maybe it's the South African in me because back in the day in the 80s growing up during apartheid we didn't have access to overseas we couldn't get import or export any products we had to kind of just be inventive and we had to make things out of nothing and to me that's always exciting is to be able to imagine something and to dream about something and to create something i mean today all the innovations around us have been created from someone's thoughts someone came up with an idea or needed to scratch an itch or found something that was missing or felt that could do something better or just felt there wasn't, nobody was servicing that need. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship is the ability that you can do and create anything. And especially here in the USA, like, of course, I have a lot of friends and followers who are all around the world. And one thing America does well is encourage people to be able to dream big and to achieve whatever they put their minds to. Now the on the one, on the other side, uh, we are a little spoiled because we have things easy, high-speed internet. We are, have access to you know a, a lot of technology. Rest of the world not always as available, but there's many opportunities. And I think if we just get ourselves to think right about the opportunities and just to think, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to shift my thinking? And you can position yourself to change your status quo. That in 30 days, 90 days, in a year's time, you could be in a very different position, but it all starts with today and deciding how to think about things. So that's what gets me excited. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals then. Tell us a little bit about dreams, goals, vision for your life and your business. Well, being an entrepreneur, I'm always coming up with some new ideas and I'm definitely one of those luminaries that likes to see things before they coming to fruition so for me about three years ago when I really got into coaching I went back to school and got certified and I've actually been doing a neuroscience um, diploma as well so I'm like getting my 45 year old brain back to like oh okay I've got to submit these things so but it's been fun I just love the idea that it doesn't matter how old you are you can achieve what you, you want to achieve so I'm kind of my own guinea pig so as I test and try things I then try to figure out another easier quicker better faster way to do stuff and, and really what my big goal is, I would love to be able to create a whole network, a global network of other mindset trainers using my signature program that I've developed. And just to help people, because my view is, I believe we should live with mental wholeness. Now we have mental health and we talk about mental health a lot. And, and I will say, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I haven't been clinically trained, but I do believe there's, there's a part of all of us that wants more for, from life. But sometimes we need a little bit of a kick up the pants. Sometimes we need someone to help us call us off our own excuses and help us put it in position. So that's why I'd like to talk about what I do is I'm your personal trainer for your, for your mind. So just like when you go to the gym, everybody wants to look fit and healthy and lose weight, but no one wants to put the work in. But here's the thing. It's when you put the work in and you do the sweat and you push against the weight and they're against the resistance and you realize it's strengthening you and you keep doing that on repetition, then you realize, you look back and you go, wow, I've actually achieved something. And so my whole mission and is I want to birth a movement of 
be able to change people's mindsets about you don't have to wait to be sick to deal with your mental health. You don't shouldn't have to just say, well, now that I'm ill, now I need to take medication. It's like, how can we look at it from a wholeness perspective? Like how can you know, we talk about diets? I mean, the, this diet, the Atkins diet, the keto diet, everyone's like, I want to lose weight by what I'm eating. We go to the gym, we spend so much time and effort in considering our physical health, but we don't put a lot of wholeness mindset into our mind. Like, how do we look after our mind? Like, how are we hydrating? Are we sleeping well? Are we taking good supplements? Are we eating properly? Not just for, for weight loss, but for actual cognitive health. So that's really where my, my goal is and what my plan is for the coming years is to really build that out and to you know, really transition and change the way the world thinks about mental wellness. So it's a big goal, but I know I can make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so when you were talking about um, our sleeping and our eating affecting our mental wellness, were you talking about that literally or also like metaphorically in that the habits that we have that contribute to our mental wellness? Can you elaborate All of on the that? above. You can have the physiological, which is, you know, you need your brain, your brain uses 20% of the oxygen of your body. So that's, that's a lot if you think about it. And if we are not oxygenating our brain, which means hydration, drinking water, like sometimes you're like, I have a headache. So what we do is we grab, you know, the Advil, we go and take a pull, a painkiller, instead of thinking about why do I have a headache? Like my always first call is why do I feel like this? Why do I think like this and oftentimes um, we're not really aware and our body is always talking to us pain is good pain is telling you something anxiety is not a condition it's your body talking to you but what's un unfortunately happened in society is that if you're not feeling good all the time then all of a sudden you feel like something's wrong well no anxiety is like and and you know if we didn't have pain receptors we could really hurt ourselves we, you know people would be killing themselves if they didn't understand the, the the, the severity of what pain receptors do. So your, your body is always talking to you. Like, you know, when you say you have butterflies in your stomach, when you're nervous, or you have a gut feeling about something, or you don't get a good vibe, like you get the hairs at the back of your neck stand up when something creeps you out. That is all your body, your physiological body, really coming in, in connection with what your mind and your intuition, which is really your spirit. So my form of training isn't just about the physiological part of your brain. We have our mind, which is how we think, but we also have our brain, which is our physical, like the physical brain matter in our mind, in our, in our skull that needs attention, it needs water and it needs nutrition and sleep. But we also need to consider things like habits. Um, and that's part of the training that I do is take people through this process of reimagining and, and looking at what hurts and harms you and what what's good for you. And habits is a big thing, but the biggest problem that I always have is that people are not thinking about what they're thinking about. They're just kind of going with the flow. And unfortunately, we've become a society of feelings, meaning we are driven by how we feel. I don't feel confident. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel happy. So I'm not going to do it. But listen, honey, your feelings are the last thing to catch up. You need to decide. I want to do this. Like if I want to lose weight, I'm making a mental decision and a commitment to myself. doesn't matter how I feel, whether I'm tired or I feel like I want to grab the cookie, not the running shoes. If you've made a decision and a commitment to yourself, that's when change happens. That is the difference between people like, um, and you know, I'm also very much stud into studying this whole athletic mindset. Like what is the difference between high performing athletes and, you know, high achievers and the, 
there isn't anything different between them and them and us, between you, me, and them, is that they've made a decision not to give up. They've made a decision to push through. They've made a decision that even when they are so tired and they want to throw up, they get up and they do it again and they do it again and they do it again. They've decided that they are not going to not going to fail. And even failure is a, not, a whole other thing. I don't even consider it failure. It's, it's experiments as far as I'm concerned. Is you just experimenting a different way of doing things. But again, that's why I say, if you, if you decide about something, you're, you know, and even uh, the psychiatry talks about it, you have to make the decision and then your feelings will catch up eventually. But we are so driven by our feelings. And if you think about it, your feelings are like a two-year-old having a tantrum. Now, if you're any, parent, any parents out there, if you've ever dealt with a two-year-old having a tantrum, you know what to deal with them. You put them or yourself in timeout because you cannot reason with the two-year-old having a hissy fit because inherently the part of our brain that is our primitive brain is wired to avoid discomfort. So if you just think about it, the two-year-old doesn't want to go have a nap. The two-year-old wants to eat its candy. The two-year-old wants to stay up late. But we know as parents that we need to make better decisions for our children. So the same thing, if we can understand that that primitive brain is always going to want to take us back to being that petulant child. If we can say, no, I'm in control of my brain. I'm the adult here. I get to decide that we need to go to bed early. So switch off the Netflix. I get to decide that no more sugar after 6 p.m. Otherwise I can't go to sleep. You know, we get to be the mature one in this relationship with ourselves. But we've often become so like, we just flow, go with the flow. We allow the two-year-old to shout louder and we allow her or him to just make it like bulldoze our decisions. And eventually then what happens is we end up feeling guilty or resentful or unhappy or anxious or depressed. We end up in that situation. Now, of course, I'll say this isn't about, uh, there are some instances where you need, um, you know, clinical help. And as I said, this is not medical advice. I have to disclaim that sometimes we do need more in invasive and more um, clinical training and, and clinical help. So I definitely would advise if you feel any serious um, issues of mental health, uh, definitely seek out a professional. But what I'm referring about is making those decisions and those choices to where you are able to shift your, your, your world through the choices and your own um, power, your own self-power, because we all have choice. That's one thing in life that that is makes us human is that is the power of choice and we get to choose we don't need to let the two-year-old drive our day you know we don't let need to let her have a hissy fit and go oh my god it's gonna be a terrible day and oh my god it's like that. you know then all of a sudden you start becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy if you start thinking it's going to be an awful day well well then what happens is confirmation bias happens and then you start confirming your own negative words so words is another thing Thoughts are another thing, habits as well, but all of that is what makes us human. It's the human condition. And that's what makes me excited about it is really giving people an alternative way of looking at things instead of saying, nothing's wrong, you aren't broken, it's fixable. We can help you. There are tools and there are ways if you're willing to look at it and putting in the work. But you know, society is microwave this, app for here and app for that. Everything wants to be overnight. Unfortunately, there isn't any easy button. There is, sorry to say, if we, if we were looking for a quick fix, this definitely isn't it. This is not how it works because that'll eventually leave you disappointed. But again, it just really comes down to your thoughts and making that decision today that I'm going to make my tomorrow different by the choices and my self-power and 
saying no more. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I want something new. I want something different. Like, you know, Einstein has that, um, that quote that says doing the same thing over and over is called insanity. So if you want a different result, you need to do something different. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for that. You guys would usually have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was free coaching for you. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and it could be a specific person or a type of person that would really help you take the next step towards creating that global network and also changing the world's perspectives to look at trauma from a wholeness perspective. Who would these people be and how would they help you? That would be good to know. If you're out there, please put a name and a face to yourself because I'd love to know. But as I said, where I'm at in developing this program is you know, really looking for partners and resources. So right now I'm developing the training program and how I work with people is that they, use, they go through my program and then if they like what the whole, how the system works, I, I have a whole school of training other coaches or trainers. I like to call them trainers because it's a program we follow. Um, and on the other side is there's always people who are interested in, in investing in things like this, like um, who, who have a resources or networks. Like I would love another big dream would be to have a TV show or a, you know, a network where, I mean, I have a podcast, but to be able to get the message out there because um, there's so many different ways to approach this and there's different, like, you know, in schools, in businesses, in helping people to really figure out, to take the steps follow a process and see results. Cause I'm very big about results. I'm not going to like just wax lyrical and just tell you, yeah, just, you know, think positive. No, that's not how life works. You actually have to put feet to the ground. There are is some actual things you have to do physically and intentionally that don't come through wishing because wishing ain't a strategy. Um, so yeah, so I'm always looking for people who are, um, you know, interested in, in furthering the, the whole mission. And as I said, it's, I'm trying to birth a movement, not just a business. I want to think bigger than myself. And I'm always open to hearing what other people's viewpoint is. Because I can guarantee you that if you have an idea for something, somebody else has probably already thought about it or have has come at it at a different angle. And I'm very much a big believer in collaboration. Like I don't get like jealous if someone else has got a similar idea. I'm like, ooh, well, then maybe if we put our two heads together, we can create something greater because two heads are better than one, right? So um, that's what I'm really excited. And I love networking and, you know, chatting to people. And that's why I love doing these podcasts. Like, you know, being a podcast, you don't get paid for this. This is a way to connect and to network and to get the message out there. Because I believe the more of us that can really step up and um, put our hearts on our sleeve and say, this is what I believe. This is how I feel I can serve people. Then I think the world's going to be a much better place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Quick question, Mamika. Are you, when you have faith based in your title, is that faith Christianity? Is it another religion? Is it? None yeah, of I mean, it's mostly based on the Christian religion, but what I don't really like to call it religion because that, that just sounds like, you know, way to control. I agree. But really what neuroscience is catching up with what a lot of things in the Bible have talked about, you know, renewing your mind, like take your thoughts captive, which basically means think about what you're thinking about. But having a faith element, like I really believe that even for people that are non-Christians, we all have to have an element of faith in ourselves and the process and in what we're doing in order to get up in the morning. Because if you don't have the, if you don't believe in yourself, you won't show up. You won't take the opportunity. You will discount yourself and think, oh, well, that's not for me. That's good for her, but it's never for me. 
Um, and especially with the women I work with, women are notoriously bad at this. It's like, oh, that sounds great, but I don't think I'm good enough or I'm old enough or I'm young enough, I'm ready enough, whatever, enough. And without that self-belief, you're not going to believe enough to motivate yourself to actually take the action. And here's the thing is confidence is not a feeling. It's a decision. So you're going to decide, I'm going to do this and I'm going to pursue confidence. Where we unfortunately think we wait to feel confident, but it's the other way around. Confidence happens after you take the action. So for me, I'm like, um, my whole uh, philosophy is that you need that faith in yourself. And of course, you need a faith in a higher power because I truly believe, you know, God, everyone, a lot of people like to refer to it as the universe, but I'd like to give God the credit where credit is due because it's the God of the universe. Um, some people agree with me, which is fine. And for those who don't, that's fine. But I firmly believe, and I've seen this happen, that when you can transition your thought process into believing in something bigger than yourself, you take your eyes off yourself and you start to achieve things bigger than yourself. You start to see the world as much bigger and opportunities instead of within the little four walls of your own ability. Because I have an inherent problem with self-help because there's the word self and ourselves are limited. We don't always know what we don't know. That's why we pursue education, why we pursue knowledge, because there's always going to be somebody else who's quicker, smarter, you know, richer, whatever, more than me. But if I can realize that my contribution is valuable and that by coming together with others and having that faith in the greater, the, the, the greater scheme of things and like that, like that God has our back, that he has designed things for a purpose. You were born for a purpose, on purpose, for a time such as now then you can really shift into that of like, I believe I'm here for a reason. And you start to shift into that purpose thinking and then all the things fall into place. Then you realize when things get tough, you know, you, you're ready and you're willing to be able to put up with the hard stuff because when you have a greater purpose in mind, that is the best motivation that you need. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you for that. And I was actually clarifying because I know a... I know I interviewed a person on the podcast, like, I don't know, 40 episodes ago or some 30 episodes. She runs a Christian based television network. So mm, what's her name? I might know her. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to make that connection. I, yes, of course. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, her name is not in my head, but I will shoot you the email after the podcast for sure. That would be awesome. See, networks and connections. That's what I love about this. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, I hope that I only ask one thing, just update me on how it works out for you. Cause that's what I want to know. Definitely. I'll let you know. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. I have uh, one question to ask you from our thriving three and it's what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Ooh, well, the movie is an easy one. Wonder woman, obviously, because <laughs> she's my like, you know, favorite hero, especially the first movie. I love that. Especially when she's training. I like to refer to that when I talk to coaches, I mean, my, my, my clients and I say, we're going through training. If you've ever watched Wonder Woman, she has a bigger purpose, right? She knows she's, she's born for a purpose. You see where I'm going with this? And she's willing to go through the training and she realizes she has to get stronger. There comes a time when she knows she's ready, but she's not ready until she's ready. But we have to put the work in. So that's my, definitely my favorite movie and my favorite character. My favorite book, I'd say that's really hard because I usually read about a book a week. So I go through a lot of like, I listen to them on audio and I'm, you know, I'm probably reading six at one time, but I would say one of the most impactful books I read when I was younger was The Purpose Driven Life by uh, Rick Warren. 
Um, and that was definitely, if someone is looking for to put the pieces into place, that is certainly one of those very impactful books that I found um, really useful. And then recently, one of my favorite writers and neuroscientists is Dr. Caroline Leaf, also South African. She has a podcast, but what, her recent book is actually really good, which I really love, is Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And she has that, um, I think they came out maybe a year ago. But those are some of the, the most recent ones that I can think of. But yeah, I can't actually have, it's like your own children, right? You can't play favorites because you, you learn and you love them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, that makes sense to me. I have like a top five list running and I kind of like them all equally right now. So when people ask me the question, I actually was listening to, I think Tribe of Mentors, Tim Ferriss would ask people, what book has, have you gifted the most? which is a good follow-up question if people are struggling. But um, yeah, I do want to follow up on something you said earlier. You talked about that commitment to yourself. Talk about that commitment to yourself and how, how somebody can make it to themselves and mean it when they have a whole history of not keeping commitments to themselves. Mm, that's a good one. It's like, how much time do we have, right? <laughs> so commitment can come in very, very shapes, very many shapes and forms. But commitment to yourself is a really intrinsic and important part of the process. Because if you keep giving up on yourself, you never see follow through. And what happens is you end up in resentment and like hope deferred, like you eventually just get so disappointed and you get broken hearted. But at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself why. And I would even say, ask yourself why three times. In actual fact, Toyota, the man who developed the Toyota cars, they have a, a thing where in order to get down to when they are making innovations is to ask, to ask the, the question why seven times, because it will really get down to your motivation and your deep reasoning, because a lot of the time we, we, we follow what our, our conscious thoughts are, but our subconscious is actually so much more powerful that a lot of the time, you know, when you feel like, oh, this just feels awful, there's something about this person that I don't trust, or that gut and that intuition, like we are made up of spirit, mind, and body. And oftentimes we like to put them in um, different boxes, right? But commitment comes when you are aligning yourself with your heart's yearning, which is your spirit saying, I really want to do this, or I really don't feel comfortable doing this with your reasoning. Because how many times have you made a decision, then you talk yourself out of it, right? I'm sure a lot of us are like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, but I don't know if I could do that. And like, eventually what happens, you make excuses and then you live in regret. And I'm like, I don't want to, I want to get to heaven one day and go, I did it. I used it. I used everything you gave me. I have the battle scars and the wounds, but I'm like, I made it. <laughs> I want to use everything that God gave me and be able to bring a whole lot of people with me through this process, because that's where commitment is. It's again, it's that decision you have to decide, like, who are you going to honor? Are you going to honor that sort of petulant child or the negativity and oftentimes it comes back to our childhood especially if you've had a history of trauma and trauma can can be you know in different shapes of form I mean being bullied or having a broken childhood or a broken family or whatever I mean I believe every human has been through some form of trauma that you've had to deal with and but unfortunately a lot of us don't know how to move past that and maybe because of previous seasons or previous mirroring or modeling of behaviors from parents or we so we stop believing in that and we stop showing up for ourselves, and then commitment wanes 
And it's great. To, it's like we're coming up to a new year and we say, okay, I have a new year's resolution and this is what I'm going to do. You know how long, how long people keep the re- new year's resolutions? How long? Four, four days. Mm. Four days. And then life comes at them like, oh, this is too hard. And then what happens is you get behind or you, you, the pounds are not going as quick as you want. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm so far behind. I may as well just ignore it now. Oh, I may as well eat the whole box of cookies. You know, may as well just give up. There's no point in even trying. No, it doesn't matter how far in or how bad or how severe or there is, there's always hope, but you have to make the decision. Am I choosing me or am I choosing my circumstance? Am I going to decide to choose to be that miserable person who feels terrible about their weight or is not happy in the job or not happy in a relationship? Or am I going to decide because no one can decide for you, but you, you're in control of you. Like you've got to take you wherever you go. That if you're miserable and you're, um, you know, you're grumpy and you're angry, like you can blame everybody else as much as you like, but you still live with you. And if, unless you make the decision to change, as I said, like with, in, in any kind of um, intervention type thing, like even the AAs, you know, the reason why they say when they train people to say, hi, my name is and I'm an alcoholic is their awareness and like, okay, this is what it was, but things are changing. And I'm making the decision that this is not going to be my the rest of my life i'm going to change things and that's the difference between us and animals is we get to choose like hello you know we we actually get the opportunity and we're living in the 21st century we are more spoiled we have more opportunities we have more comforts you know more access to things there really is no excuse like we're not living in mud huts and we're not living in even a hundred years ago with very you know with lack of health care and um, yeah, there are still a lot of people living in the world like that. But for the most part, we don't really have an excuse. We've got opportunities. So are we squandering them? Or are we going to use them? The choice is up to you, right? Yep. I love it. Awesome. Well, I have one last question for you. And it's going to require a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a very fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept help, aren't willing to accept change. And sometimes they die like that, live their whole life like that, never change. And then other times they make that shift and you've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but they go to growth mindset, accepting change, accepting help. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Well, the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset, again, is really down to the choice like do i want to change or do i want to stay the same and here's the other thing is people who don't want to change you can't change someone else's mind they have to come to a realization and oftentimes the shift happens where either something traumatic happens or some major life change or something happens to shift the status quo because you know when things are in a routine and there's no reason to grow like all of us have been through this in actual fact with the with the pandemic we've all been through um most people don't really experience this kind of shift and change in having to readjust and rethink and get back to the drawing board. Um, I mean, I'm an immigrant and I've immigrated twice. So I've had this happen twice and actually three times in my life. So that's the idea of being resilient, but we've all been forced to kind of have more of a resilient mindset. Like, okay, I, there are things that are out of my control that I cannot control. So there's no point in stressing about stuff I can't control. What is in my control? Like, what can I do about this? And then you can make the change. But there are people who are just happy to be in a fixed mindset who are either driven by fear or, or 
and, and don't want to change. And I'm, the sad news is, is you can't change, that you can't change them. You can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. So as much as you'd wish it and you'd want it and pray for it and hope and dream, if they, that person doesn't come to that realization themselves, there's nothing you and I can do, which is sad. So like you said, a lot of people do die in that fixed mindset, never achieving their goals, never achieving their true potential, which is why I'm on the mission to do what I, I do is to get people out of, the, out of the gutter, out of that stuckness, get them moving, give them a little bit of a kick up the pants because sometimes people, well, often people need accountability and they need a little bit of, okay, a little bit of a let's get going um, by actually showing it that it's been done before. And that's doable and you can do it. Like I have never met anybody who he's not fixable. If there, there isn't anybody that I've ever met who cannot change, but they have to want it. So how, how badly do you want it? Yep. And you're saying the like catalyst that changes them from not wanting it to wanting it is typically that traumatic or major life change. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a bad change. It could be a good thing. It's like graduating um, from college and starting a job or immigrating a country or getting married or your kids leaving home and now you're an empty nester or getting a divorce or losing a loved one or I mean any major life shift that changes the status quo because we go along life and we go through Groundhog's Day and we repeat Groundhog's Day day over day but then when something happens and the weather changes and all of a sudden this the comfort is gone like the rug gets pulled out unfortunately most people's reaction is to feel like a victim and like they feel like the world is falling on, down and the sky is falling like chicken little will cry but yes and things happen and it and it's sad and it's horrible but at the same time i think we can't avoid avoid these issues we have to go through them that's why we call it breakthrough you can't like break around or you know break under <laughs> you know you have to break through and but the the point of that is that you are breaking through resistance you are breaking and breaking an old way to create something new. And when you do, like I always believe growth is like an elastic band that the more you stretch it, the more capacity it has, but it tends to not go back to its old ways. Like once you've grown and stretched yourself, you don't, you don't necessarily go back to the way you were before because now you've learned something new. You've grown in a new way. You have more maturity. You have more wisdom. You have more insight. And life becomes so much more fun when you have more re resilient attitude. You know, look, I can handle this. Like I have had things happen to me and I'm like, really, is that the worst that could happen? Because if that's the worst that could happen, I know I can continue with tomorrow. So just the encouragement for those who are listening that no matter how hard or how difficult or how awful it feels where you're at, there's always a silver lining there and this, the morning always comes. You just need to put, dig your, your heels in and say, I'm not giving up. I know the light's coming. The darkness is going to fade. I just need to really decide to, to make the choice to stick with it and to seek out the help that you need when you need it. Because I think a lot of us have felt very isolated over this, over this last couple of years and feeling like we have to be heroes and to ourselves or and not asking for help. Um, and I think that vulnerability is key to really reaching out and saying to someone, you know, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me? And people inherently are good. I really believe, you know, if you have an issue and you want help, somebody, people are not going to say, no, I'm not going to help you. I'm like, maybe if you're the Grinch, but <laughs> I haven't met many Grinches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. You think there's, now I know we can't make people have that like desire or make that choice, 
but what are some of the things we can do to create an environment around them that is more conducive to that choice? Well, just think about it. If you had through a party, right, and you gave out the invitations, not everybody's going to want to come to the party, but if you make it sound, you like people drive by and see the guys outside having so much fun and they're having a barbecue and the balloons and the cake and the music and everyone's laughing and dancing, you're having a fun enough time. Believe me, people are going to want to join your party. Mm. <laughs> so don't be a party pooper. Don't be a oh, woe is me and do an Eeyore and everybody and like, oh, that's so bad. Life's so suck. No one wants to be at that party. That's called a pity party. And it's usually just one person who goes to those. Mm. And that's the person who's throwing the party. I want to have a, a really fun party where everyone feels like I want to be part of that energy. I want to come and, you know, get involved and meet people. So you've got to be the life of the party. You've got to provide or show what it's like to live in that positive positivity, live in that light and, and just be a magnet to making people feel like they're welcome and that they can be themselves and they can connect and they can make friendships and they can eat cake <laughs> yeah. and they can have fun. So as I said, it's just when you are being the best version of you, and of course it's not going to happen all the time, but if you are at least working towards being the best version of you, People cannot help but follow you like the Pied Piper because you are emitting the energy and the life and, and the, the positivity and the joy. It's magnetic. People cannot help but look at you when you are joyful and when you can find joy even in the hard things. That's why gratitude is, you know, you, we hear about this a lot, gratitude. And from a neuroscience perspective, your brain actually needs to shift into gratitude in order to grow because you can't be grumpy and grateful at the same time. It's, in, it's actually an impossibility. So if you're feeling really grumpy, start to think about how you can be grateful for what the little things you have, because with gratitude grows. Your positivity grows through gratitude. So the more, like mama used to say, count your blessings, right? Count them on your hand and until you, you, know, you run out of fingers and toes and you keep going. Um, and I think if we can just get back to that instead of the comparison and the judgment and the division, if we can start to realize we're more alike than we are different, we realize that everybody's going through something hard and I have something of value that whether it's a kind word or a text or, hey, I was thinking about you, just a little bit of encouragement and reaching out to people, I think it's going to make the, the world a whole better place if we're just willing to step out of our comfort zones and put ourselves out there. I think, we, you know, the world and our own attitudes and happiness will thank us. There we go. Well, awesome. Mamika, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I think we've covered a lot, but I just would invite anybody if they want to connect with me, uh, they, I would love for them to come and join me. I have my home base is my website, mamikacooney.com. And for the audio listeners, it's M-I-M-I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. And I have my own podcast as well on YouTube and all the, um, the, the uh, audio versions too. And my, uh, if they want are interested in learning more about my training program is the Unstick Your Mind, you can come to my website too. Like we usually do those in cohorts and then have um, students go through at the same time. And if everyone, anyone else who, this idea of building a, a, a movement of you know mindset wholeness, it resonates with you, then definitely get in touch. I'd love to create collaborations and connections. Who knows, we, we might be able to change the world. I love it. Well, awesome. You guys heard her. Get in touch and contact her and you know where to go. Those will be in the show notes as well for easy access. As we always ask in this podcast, instead of one or two people, let's shoot for three this time because Lamika was such a great guest. 
um, that you know need to hear this message. Also, shoot us a five-star review on iTunes. Mika, thank you for coming on the show. And thank you so much, Timothy. I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate you reaching out and, you know, congrats on your endeavor, because this is a hard work putting a podcast together. And I appreciate the opportunity to share. So yes, definitely support Timothy. And as I said, reviews are really important for podcasts. So please do give a review. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Now send this to four people. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> there you go. Well, Mika, thank you so much. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.